0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Essex by the Sea. I'm Owen Ward, exploring the Essex coast, finding out about the amazing and interesting stories it has to offer. Before meeting my guest, I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe on your favourite podcast app and don't forget to tell your friends about Essex by the Sea and encourage them to subscribe too. The Thames Estuary is the UK's number one growth opportunity. Those are the words of the Thames Estuary Growth Board, which is headed up by Kate Willard, OBE. Kate is the Thames Estuary Envoy and joins me now on Essex-by-the-Sea. Hello, Kate. Hi there. Thanks ever so much for joining me. So what does
1: the role of an Estuary
0: Envoy actually
1: entail? Before I go on to that, can I just backtrack one tiny bit? I mean, just to say, I absolutely love the name of your podcast and it's slap bang in the middle of some of the stuff I think we're going to talk about today. So Essex by the Sea, because... We're all about the estuary and we're all about that great relationship between that beautiful river and the land. So we couldn't be or I couldn't be at a more perfect podcast. So thank you so much for asking me to join you.
0: Thank you. Um,
1: so what does, an, uh, what does an envoy do? It's, it's a very interesting question, isn't it? When I was appointed, which was back in December 2019, um, I was appointed as chair of the Thames Estuary Growth Board, which is the board which is really leading and spearheading and, and, and managing our growth plans for the estuary and I was at the same time appointed a Thames estuary envoy and I remember at the time thinking, have this to Betsy, isn't that the same thing that the envoy is just the chair? But no, um, and ever idea it was, and I, I've never quite got to the bottom of whose idea it actually was, but whosever idea it was, it, it was a genius because as chair of the growth board, I'm a chair, a normal chair of chairing that, that board, um, but as the envoy, I am accountable to no political party not to government not to the board not to anybody except the estuary and the people and the communities and the businesses of the estuary so what that means in a nutshell owen is that sometimes when if we've got an issue on the estuary if something's kind of got stuck or there's something that needs some help to move forward I can move really quickly as the envoy. So it's actually, it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely, lovely role to have. You can probably tell from my voice how passionate I am about the estuary. Uh, and being the envoy just means that I can, uh, if you like, kind of almost permanently be off-piste if I need to be, and uh, certainly move quickly to capitalise on opportunities and, and to help things that might, for whatever reason, have got stuck. So uh, in my book, it's, it's, it's pretty much the best job in the world
0: can imagine now uh, obviously the the Thames estuary is quite vast in in area so so what actual part of the world is it that that you cover in your role as the envoy for the estuary
1: okay so that's that's a really interesting question because I think that our estuary has blurred edges And I say that because lots of what we're looking at are quite clunky things, you know, um, rail, um, roads, connectivity, big businesses, big sites that might need remediation. And our world is constructed, isn't it, by kind of political boundaries. You know, this is the local authority boundary. This is the ward boundary. This is the parish boundary. But but you and I know that things like roads and, and plots of land, are not confined by political boundaries. So I think the first thing to say is we have blurred or fuzzy edges so there's no, we don't follow those kind of political uh, lines because they're just not helpful for business and quite often they're not helpful for communities. But practically speaking, if you imagine if you were standing in London with your back to St Paul's and you were looking out towards the sea, we go from there out to South on sea uh, on the Essex side and on the Kent side, uh, out as far as Margate. So I kind of like to think of it as a sort of megaphone, which sort of spreads out from London, uh, embracing both sides of the river, and really, really importantly, the river itself. So we work very closely with the Port of London uh, Authority, uh, recognising that we're the Thames Estuary Growth Board. We're not the bits of land that surround the Thames Growth Board. It is about the Thames Estuary. Um, So what's key for me, and it's why I made that comment at the beginning about Essex-by-the-Sea, what's key for me and, and for my board is that relationship between the land and the water. How do people get to enjoy the river frontage? How can we improve access to the river frontage? How can we improve access for businesses to the river frontage to make sure that... More freight can move off our roads and move onto the rivers? How can we get more commuters using the river because it's safer and cleaner? How can we green the river because <clears throat> there's little point in lifting freight from a kind of dirty truck effectively onto a vessel that's not so clean on the river? So we're looking at hydrogen as an example of how we're looking at growth which is sustainable and green. So a broad geography, a geography of fuzzy edges, but a geography which is absolutely inextricably linked to that beautiful symbiotic relationship of the land and the water.
0: And I guess as part of your role, I mean, the the diversity that you must have seen from sort of almost that, that inner city part, which is a little bit outside of our patch, uh, inside the M25, um, all the way out, as you say, to, to Margate on the Kent coast. And actually, even just the opposite points on, on the coast, you know, one side of the river, I'm guessing, it would be perhaps quite different because, you know, there there isn't that... Uh, connectivity certainly when you get further out into the estuary I'm just thinking if you were trying to get from Southend to Margate that's not an easy journey to do so actually there must be quite uh, a few differences that you've seen there.
1: Yeah, it's an incredibly diverse region, um, which obviously is part of its beauty. Um, I uh, know well, relatively well, South Essex and East London, but I'm spending a lot of time getting to know the Kent area, which was known less to me uh, when on appointment. But there are some beautiful, beautiful, small rural areas uh I have a a fascination on the other end of the spectrum with some of our uh, big industrial sites. I know we're going to talk in a a while about the Freeport submission that's gone in, but, you know, the the breathtaking uh, beauty of uh, of DP World, of of, of the port at Tilbury. Um, And and on a very personal note, um, I have a huge uh, love of seaside towns. Uh, I know Southend-on-Sea very well. I love it. Uh, I visit it uh, happily, uh, not work related to it, just because I love it. Um, so that sort of uh, that diversity, I think, is part of our strength. But you're right. Um, what it means is that in terms of the growth agenda, there isn't a single solution. It's not just that boom. If we do that, everything's going to be okay. Skills levels are going to improve. Education's improved. Everything's going to get better because we're talking about. A, a very uh, different geography, different needs, different requirements. And so, to a certain extent, some of our work, and the, the Freeport's a great example, which would have immediate and positive estuary-wide impact. But some of the stuff are, is more granular, uh, and we're having to think through more carefully how we can respond to some of the things that we need to look at to make sure it works estuary-wide, because that's our brief wide.
0: So I'm guessing and I'm, I'm getting the feel from from what you're saying, then part of your role is perhaps to help coordinate some of that thinking and, and ideas and projects that perhaps might have flourished anyway on their own. But actually putting that into a much bigger context and, and uh, being able to sort of uh, sort of patch it together and link things up so that there's a sort of cohesion with all the projects um, across the area
1: yeah I think that's absolutely spot on own. I think there's a couple of things there. One, I absolutely think it's our job to join things up. Uh, join join up projects, join up. Uh, organizations join up individuals join up issues because we're about estuary wide benefits so that that's absolutely one thing I think the other thing uh, is that there are some things that we need on the estuary, which it would be impossible to do individually so if we look at hydrogen for a moment we know that's an important and emerging green fuel um, for the future. Um, uh, It would be absolutely ludicrous for, uh, let's go back to Southend-on-Sea, for Southend-on-Sea to have a hydrogen strategy. Um, It's too small to deliver um, the production, the supply, the transportation, the storage of hydrogen. We need for something like that to be working on a much bigger canvas. So the estuary gives us the opportunity to work on some of those really big ticket issues. Freeport's another good example. So, So freight to water, you know, that modal shift, freight from roads onto the water, and things like hydrogen, are also good examples of where we need, as people working on that growth agenda, to be working on a large canvas not a small one, and I think the other thing, which is very important for me, is that is the kind of style of how we do stuff um, and the way that we go about doing things through this technology. Uh, and obviously, we can't see each other; we're just we're just speaking. But um, I have my sleeves rolled up, as do uh, my board and, and my executive colleagues. Um, we are not a board that is perpetually talking or providing thought leadership. We are a board that is absolutely about getting our sleeves rolled up and getting stuff done. We're about to publish our action plan in the next couple of weeks. Once that's published, you will very clearly be able to see what we're going to do, what we're not going to do, but what we're going to do, what that looks like. And I and my board expect to be held to account for that. So if you like, I use that old analogy and you're probably too young to remember this, Owen, but it's the Ron seal of growth there was an advert i don't know the 80s or something and it was like it does what it says on the tin and that's what we are with the thames estuary growth board it does what it says on the tin we are going to grow in a great green way the thames estuary
0: and there are a number of big projects that are that are already underway. We've already featured uh, the redevelopment of Perfleet on Thames back in episode nine of Essex by the Sea. Uh, DP World uh, London Gateway Port continues to grow. There's new uh, dock gates that are going in at uh, the Tilbury Port as well, during 2021. Uh, and also just recently, Highways England announced a contractor who will go on to build the Lower Thames Crossing once approval has been given. So you know, th- there's there's already stuff going on, isn't there? So you're, you're relatively new in, into this role and, and there's already all this stuff happening, which must be a help and a, and a boost to, to obviously further growth along the line.
1: It's a huge help. And obviously with projects like that which are already successful and happening, those guys don't need us. So we're not going to kind of hang around and, and try and duplicate effort at own because I think that's not helpful for those great projects or for us. Um, great stuff's happening. You've just got the London resort announcement as well o- over the other side of the water from you. So some great projects happening. I think what we try and do is to add value where we can and I know we're going to touch on Freeport in a moment. But yeah, you just mentioned the Lower Thames Crossing there. We we're just about to do a piece of work with the Lower Crossing, so that, you know, that's a, a project of European, uh, if not international significance, a tremendous feat of engineering. will fundamentally change the way that we can move across um, the the, the river or move onto the river. Um, It's a hugely important project, but we're going to be working with them on a commission to make sure that local people, that local businesses are able to benefit from that rollout. Um, It's one thing to say, well, we have a commitment to that, and I'm not suggesting um, Highways England who are behind this, that particular project are being disingenuous, but, you know, to really, really, really help make local economic growth work requires an attention to detail. So we're going to be working with Highways England to make sure that happens, to make sure that our businesses around the estuary really benefit from that. So that was a great example for me, Owen, of a project which, as you rightly say, is already happening. It's already a great project, but we're going to add estuary-wide benefit to that project
0: well, an application has been submitted uh, to the government to, to make the Thames Estuary a free port. We've touched upon it already, but, but what exactly is a free port?
1: So at its most simple, it's basically a zone where you have a different set of arrangements for for taxation and customs, um, really to do, and and these have been designed by government. I mean, this is not unique, free ports occur all over the world, but um, designed by government, uh, there's a a competition effectively for them and government have said they're going to award around 10, as you rightly say, our submissions gone in today. So effectively there's zones which have different uh, taxation and, and customs arrangements. To do those three things. One, really to stimulate business, to help those ports, those areas, and also the supply chains that feed into them to, to stimulate business growth. And um, two, um, to improve our ability to trade with our global partners and, and our new global partners. Um, we know in this kind of post-transition economy, those worldwide relationships are super important for us. And I, and I will just come back here and just talk about our bid in particular. In relation to that second one of Freeports being an important part of helping government build and rebuild and strengthen those international relationships, Nowhere in the UK has the global reach that the Thames estuary has, and that 's a real real strength for our bid and and, and the wrap around all of that is to help to deliver good great green growth in the UK economy. And, it, it, you know, it might sound uh, a bit of a kind of a, a bit of a, an odd uh, contradiction that, you know, a free port um, and green growth, um, but they are, you know, free ports are, uh, we have to take our minds away from some sort of old black and white picture of a, of a load of, you know, white guys pushing wheelbarrows full of big old boxes around ports and harbours. Um, ports are increasingly digitised, um, they are very very um, uh, digitally focused and, and, and run uh, on the most latest and cutting edge technology. Uh, they are diverse businesses. they are businesses which are reliant upon new skills, not just those skills in in technology and in engineering, but those skills, uh creative skills people who are able to make those market links to build those international partnerships to to sell to buy so one of the things that we're going to be doing looking alongside that bid, is making sure it's a little bit like coming back to lower terms crossing isn't it making sure that that freeport award as and when we are awarded it by government we are able to make sure that young people um, and, and others, people who are looking uh, for work are able to access um, those really interesting and great and high quality jobs uh, in the Freeport. So making sure there's the right skills paths, the right apprenticeships there um, to get people into those into those great jobs. So it's a it's a phenomenally interesting opportunity and one which is absolutely right for the estuary, not just because of those international links and that international reach that we've already got, but, and I'm going to come back to a government agenda here, because the levelling up agenda applies to the Thames estuary as much as it does to Teesside. You know, we have um, deprived communities in the estuary. You'll be aware of that. So, I and mean, there are communities which are left behind uh, who are suffering um, all sorts of challenges um, education, access to education, some healthcare issues, air quality, all sorts of things. So, we're having a long conversation with government to make sure that government understands that a Freeport designation to the Thames estuary isn't just about great green growth it isn't just about innovation it isn't just about the greening of freight it is an all and, and those international trade links it is also about leveling up the estuary and making sure some of those communities who are currently been left behind are able to flourish and grow in a brilliant way and a way which is their right
0: so with the application going into government if if uh, you are successful in that uh, bid proposal do do you see then that the freeport status uh, for the Thames estuary then bringing jobs to the local community
1: it absolutely will it will bring uh, around 25,000 jobs um and alongside that Uh, investment, uh, a skills programme. I think what's going to be really interesting if, and obviously we very much hope this will be the case, if we are awarded Freeport status, one of the things that we're going to look forward to doing as the Thames Estuary Growth Board is making sure that we're part of those discussions with government when the fine detail of that proposal is being worked out to make sure that we drive out the best possible outcomes for our communities across the estuary from that freeport, and a lot of that will be around jobs it will be about clean air um, and about innovation so absolutely at the top of our list and you know I'd like to you know as i said this freeport um uh, proposal is it's part of a, a part of a competition uh, a national competition uh, it is not a slam dunk that we will get the award on the thames we believe it would be a brilliant opportunity as i've said clearly not just for those businesses that are leading it but for our communities across the estuary so we'd absolutely love any of your listeners um, to go to our website, Thames Estuary Growth Board, uh, thamesestuary.org.uk, um, and back the bid. we um, was speaking to somebody this morning, so it sounds a bit like the Olympics, Kate, but you've got to kind of back the bid. Well, do you know what, Owen? It is a bit like the Olympics, uh, and we want it on the estuary because it would be great news for us. So please go to the website, click back the bid, and get behind this brilliant opportunity.
0: Finally, Kate, uh, if I may, what's your favourite part of the estuary?
1: Oh! <gasps> Oh, that's a really cruel question because I'm probably not allowed to say anything. I'm going to tell you, but you must promise not to tell anybody. I know that's kind of a strange thing to say. It's Canvey Island.
0: Brilliant. Well, uh, not an answer I was expecting there, Kate. After you uh, lamented so much about seaside towns, but uh, yeah, Canvey Island. There you go. Uh, you, you, you've you've uh, you've made it in uh, Kate's book. Well, Kate, well, I thank you so much for joining me on on Essex by the Sea uh, and and this episode of the podcast.
1: A joy to be with you, Owen. Thank you so much.
0: Essex by the Sea can also be found across social media as well so get liking and following on Instagram Twitter and Facebook so until next time
1: thanks for listening